that we can say you've done great things. Lord, in our lives, Lord, we can look back and see all the times you walked with us, you spoke with us, you led us, you guided us along life's journey. Father, as we said many times, where would we be if it wasn't for your hand upon our lives? Guiding us to these moments and these times, Lord. And to this we say, to you be the glory. Whatever we do here on earth, to you be the glory. For truly you deserve it, Lord, because you've done great things. We ask, Lord, you just come, Lord, this evening. Speak to our hearts. Lift us up, I pray. See the battle that we've been in, Lord, this week. And we just ask, Lord, that you would come and just bring a refresh into our spirits, Lord, and to our lives, we pray. We commit this time into your hands for your glory. In Jesus' name. Let's turn to John chapter 1, verse 6. Amen. It says here in John chapter 1, verse 6, it says there was a man sent from God whose name was John. And the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Read that last bit again, that last verse. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Amen. We let you be seated. <clears throat> like to speak to you this evening on reflecting the light. Amen. Reflecting is, or reflection is the act of reflecting, as in casting back a light or a heat or mirroring, mirroring something, giving back or showing an image. And so when you are looking at a reflection, you're expecting, like if you're looking into a mirror, you're expecting that what is in what is looking at the mirror is reflected exactly back at what is what is being there before it, and so you don't expect something different. You don't expect um, you know it to be a different person or a different or you know if it's a man you don't expect it to be a woman standing there or whatever, or if it's a dog you don't expect it to be a cat standing there. You expect it to be a perfect reflection of what is sending the image. And you know, I believe, I know that we're here in this time that we're living in, we are reflecting something. We see the world that is reflecting darkness, and that's kind of a paradox, but they're reflecting darkness to the point to where their lives are actually living or becoming what another realm is actually, actually is. And Brother Branham talked about that. He says, he said, in, in this realm, he said, here lives mortal beings. Each one is in this great conglomeration of gaiety, of blackness and darkness. Mortals live in here. Now they're either influenced from this way or from that way, from this way or from that way. Amen. You cannot be a spiritual being, sinner or saint without having an influence from the underworld or from the above world. If you're influenced from here, then you're from above. Your celestial body is waiting for you, but if you're wicked and hypocritical and indifferent, your celestial body is down here regardless of how much you think it is up here. 
Amen. Because the fruit that you bear before people proves where you're from. So you're here what you are somewhere else. You are here what you are somewhere else. Your life that you live here is just reflecting what your inheritance is when you leave here. And so we are to be a reflection and we are reflecting something. Amen. We know, I believe that all of us are part of the body of Jesus Christ. I, I speak that in faith, even though I know we're speaking to three kinds of believers. I, I still want to speak that, that we're all part of the body of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're not quite reflecting that as of yet, but I believe one day very soon you will be. Amen. Each one is different, and therefore we have different things we bring to the body. And not all of us are a reflection of his head or of his feet or of his, of his hands, but each part of us brings forth a part of the body. It's a reflection of his body. Now, some of the body of Christ in this service, you know, Brother Brown says like this. He said, might like to sit real quiet. You don't say much. Another one likes to be real happy. Another one does this or that. But as long as we're saved by the blood of God, God, born again sons and daughters of God, we are a reflection of that body. We are a reflection of that light. Amen. He says, look at this great body of Christ up here above the earth shining down. It is shining into another great body. Amen. Another great body that's on the earth, and that body is the literal resurrected body of our Lord Jesus Christ that is there, but it's now shining into his body, spiritually speaking, here upon this earth. Amen. Shining. He says, now his body literally had eyes, it had noses, it, or had a nose, it had ears, it had a heart. His body, amen, that literally was raised up from the grave, is putting forth it with each function of a spiritual body, a spiritual body body will also have eyes, it'll also have nose, nose. it'll also have ears, it'll also have a heart, amen, it'll also be a perfect reflection of what he was 2,000 years ago, amen, I believe that that body is here again upon this earth, I, I believe there's a bride body of the Lord Jesus Christ that is upon this earth that is a reflection of what he was 2,000 years ago, amen, it should be bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, life of his life, power of his power, what is it? The same life that he get, had, she is reflecting back to him. The same power that he puts out is the same power she's reflecting back to him. Amen. The same bones, the same flesh, everything is being reflected back to him. And his power is on the earth again. And when his hands move there, his hand moves here. When his foot moves there, his foot moves here. Amen. We are a reflection of what he is. He says, when, if we see the church come up shouting and rejoicing, and then some sitting quiet and some crying and some doing this, remember that's only the reaction of the real body. Come on now. That's only the reaction of the real body. The resurrected body of Jesus that's throwing the influence to that part of the body that's on the earth now. So there's some that gets excited. There's some that shouts. There's some that rejoice. There's some that cries. There's some that, there's some that sits there quietly and absorbs it in. What is it? It's a reflection of that body there. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, we believe that that body was Christ, and Christ is the body, and this is a reflection of that body. Then if the body here on earth, this earthly body we have now, it begins to say, well, the days of miracles are past, then that part of Christ is dead. 
Come on now. That part of Christ is dead. It isn't living. It doesn't reflect no more of his power. Then this part of the body of Christ isn't living. For if it's living, it's moving. It's making every reflection of its moving to the church on earth. So if he still has the power to heal, then this body is reflecting that power to heal. If he still has the power to save, then this body is reflecting that power that it was in that body to save. Because it is all a perfect reflection of his body. He said now that everything on earth is a reflection of what's going on somewhere else. So if you see the world getting bad, well, it, how do you think hell is this, this evening? Amen. Things are getting worse and worse, and, and hell is opening up his mouth. And, and you know, and you, you say, well, the devil's turning loose on us. Well, you know, one thing that gives me great courage, and I've leaned on many times in the thought of the devil turning loose. He said, when all hell turns loose, all heaven's going to turn loose with it. So if all hell has been against you and and we can see hell being reflected here upon earth, then we can also say that heaven has turned loose and heaven is reflecting its power in a body. Heaven is reflecting its power in your life and in my life. What is happening somewhere else is happening right here. We are reflection. Amen. What is going on? He said, so because if this earthly body be dissolved, we have one waiting for us. Amen. Just what you're somewhere else is what you are here. Come on now. Amen. Well, if you're a hypocrite here, you're a hypocrite somewhere else. Amen. If you're a sinner here, you're a sinner somewhere else. But if you're saved, bought, child of the living God, amen, that's what you are somewhere else. Amen. You, you, if you and your life isn't just correct here, then your spiritual body in another place is not correct yet. Amen. If you got all your members submissive to God, then you are reflecting somewhere else. He says, you know, when you was a boy, you wanted to wait long enough. You couldn't hardly wait till you could put on long trousers, 21 years old, be your own boss. You wanted to get married. You wanted to pay for your home and then have children to raise. And now you're getting old and gray. Still, you're not satisfied. He said, see, it's your reflection. This is a negative. But there is a positive just on the other side. Hallelujah. So if there's a place in your heart desiring to be perfect, there's a bound to be a perfection somewhere you can reach. Hallelujah. If there's a desire in your heart to be saved, then there's a salvation you can receive. If there's a desire in your heart to be healed, then there's a healing you can obtain. Hallelujah. Amen. As, as David said, when the deep calleth to the deep, there's a deep to respond. Before there could be a deep to call, there had to be a deep for it to call from. Amen. So what is it? What, what is causing us to react the way we are? It's our heavenly home. It's a pull from another dimension. It's a light that is shining down upon us. Amen. And we are reflecting that sun. He said, when the sun is up, let me go back, back up a little bit. He says, if this desire is so to be perfect, where you'll never get old, where you never get gray-headed, where you'll always be young, where you'll always be at your best, where you'll never be sick, where you'll never have sorrow, where you'll never have fear. Well, if you so desire that, it has to be somewhere. Or you couldn't have a desire for it. Everything is a reflection. 
That song sings, there is a land I'm homesick for. Though I've never seen it before. <laughs> Amen. Oh, hallelujah. See, when the sun's up now, it's bright and shiny. Lord knows it's bright and shiny today. The sun will go down this evening, but there will be a moon that will reflect the light. Now, this moon does not have its own light, but it has, it's a reflection of a light. Amen. Now, it's not the moon. It's not even moon. We call it, look at the moonlight. It's not moonlight. It's actually sunlight on the moon. Amen. Amen. But it's the moon reflection of the light that is shining from another realm. It's the sun shining to the moon and then it's reflecting to the earth. In other words, the moon is the bride. The sun is the son of God. And while the sun is gone, the moon is reflecting of his light. It is reflecting to a dark world the light of a living God. It is reflecting to the dark world that Jesus still saves, he still heals, he still delivers, just as he did in the sun, he so still does still yet today. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he put a testimony up there. It's actually when you see it at night, it is a reflection of you. God put you in the skies before you ever came. My God. You look at it, just a moon, and it's sometimes it's, so, it's very beautiful and very bold. And very, then there's little slivers, but it's all the same moon, and it's reflecting the same light. It never gives light of its own. It never has the ability to manufacture anything on its own. It can only do as it is shined upon. Hallelujah. Amen. Just as you, you cannot manufacture this Christian life on your own. You can't live the Christian life on your own. You have no ability on your own. You're nothing but rotten, stinking human flesh. But one day the Son of God rose up in your life and it began to shine upon you. And you're now as he is shining upon you and he illuminated every fiber of your body. It is shining now to a dark, dying world. He's screaming out, Jesus still saves. Jesus still heals. He still delivers. He still sets free. Hallelujah. No, much, no matter how much the devil wants to say and he wants to raise up cancer in our face, there's a moon that's shining right over there. <laughs> and we can constantly point to that moon and say, devil, my God still heals cancer. That moon is shining, amen, shining out of light, amen. No matter how much the devil wants to say that your sons are too far gone and there's no hope for them and it's impossible for God to read. There's a moon that's shining right over there and we can point to it and show the dark world God still saves. It doesn't matter how far they're gone. It doesn't matter how far it's been and how long they've been out of the house of God. There's a moon up. And there's a light that is shining, reflecting it out to a dark world. The moon sometimes is so pretty and bright, but what does make it sometimes when the moon isn't pretty and bright? There's a lot of storm clouds over it. <laughs> but that doesn't mean there ain't still light there. Amen. There's a lot of you that's been through a lot of storms. Been a lot of clouds over you, a lot of, a lot of darkness around you. But that doesn't mean the sun is still not reflecting through you. Amen. 
Amen. You know, sometimes you go through things as Christians. Amen. It ain't always sunshine and roses and, and then pretty flowers and beautiful mountaintops. No, you go through some dark places sometimes. But just because you're in a dark place does not mean the sun is still not shining upon you. It just does not, does not mean that the sun is not still illuminating your life and, and orchestrating your life and, and moving upon you just because a cloud's there does not mean the sun is still not in power. Just because a cloud of weariness or a cloud of dreariness or a cloud of frustration, whatever it is, has been sitting upon you, that does not mean the sun is not still shining upon you. But there's still light upon you. Because the sun is still up. And the devil can do all he wants to, but he can't put it out. Amen. You know, if there was no light, sun, moon, nothing at all, sun wasn't shining somewhere, why the darkness would be so dark that you couldn't even see your hand before your face. You know, I, I've been in those places down in the cavern, and, and it's not a cool place. I don't like that. Where you move your hand, you can't even see it. You can't even see a, you can feel a little something, but you can't even see a, just a minute movement. There's nothing there. It's a dark place to be, be in. And, and sometimes you can get in those kind of places. And it seems so dark. And it seems so lonely. And it seems like nobody cares. But the sun is still shining. There is, but there is a sun. There is, the clouds will move back again. And you'll see a little reflection of a moon somewhere. And what, what, that's when the trouble's going on in the church and things. Storm clouds and contentions and indifference in the churches. Then the storm clouds, it's hard to get through. It's hard to press through. But the sun is still shining. It's still moving. Amen. The moon doesn't quit existing. <laughs> Hallelujah. The moon doesn't quit existing. The sun doesn't quit existing. It's still there. And someday when Jesus comes, the church will coincide and coordinate because it's the same power of God coming out of, the, out of Christ into the church. And it's all coordinating together. At that day, you'll know I'm in the Father and the Father in me and I in you. But in the beginning, God provided a moon to give a lesser light. Another, another place, he said, the moon and the sun are perfectly husband and wife. When the sun goes down, it goes beyond, way beyond the world, and you can't see its glimmer no more. And there's nothing but darkness. Up comes the moon. It reflects the light to the moon, and the moon gives a lesser light by night. Just as Jesus, when he was here on the earth, he went away. He went back up into the heavens, but it reflects back the Holy Ghost in the church. Amen. Which is the light in his place today? Come on now. Which is the light in his place today? Remember, the moon didn't give light at all to herself. The moon doesn't. That's still the sunlight. That's the way it is today. It's not the church. It's the Holy Ghost on the church. Hallelujah. 
It's just as the morning star. He said, I'd go out tonight and would say, up great morning star will be shining the skies a little before day in the morning. I said, great morning star, what makes you shine? What makes all you stars shine? Well, if you could speak back to me, so Brother Branham, it's not me shining, it's the sun shining on me. That's what makes me shine. Somebody said to me a lot long ago, don't you think those people that holler amen and shout hallelujah all like that in a meeting, don't you think they're just getting a little excited? I said, no, they're shining. That's right. It's not me that's shining. It's not you that's shining. It's God shining on us in the Holy Spirit giving a new birth. And as the morning star is reflecting the light of the absent Christ by his power and demonstration, the church sends forth the light in this dark time. Sometimes daylight will come and the sun of, someday soon daylight will come and the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. This mortal will take on immortality and we'll see him as he is, made like his own glorious body. There will never be no more sick. There will never be no heart, more heartache. There will never be no more disappointments. But the sun of righteousness will be the light. Amen. But even there, we'll still reflect his light. See, God is like a big, great, great big diamond. That diamond has been cut in such a way, and a true cut diamond, it reflects many rays of light. And when we see the church with so many different gifts of the Spirit, it's only the reflection off the real diamond. One may seem like a little peculiar to the other, but it's the way the diamond reflects the light. (laughs) Amen. We don't all have to be the same kind of light. But we have to reflect the same light. Amen. A true cut diamond reflects many rays of light. That's why you've been hearing Brother, Brother Aaron, different ones preach, Brother Tim. Amen. We're not trying to say everybody's got to be the certain ray of light that shouts all the time or dances all the time. But if that's the ray that you are and you're quenching that, Amen. Well, that's not just who I am. Is it or is it not? You need to allow God to be free on however he wants to use you. That's the point. Be free on how God wants to reflect through you. Because there's many different lights, but it's all one light. Have many different colors. Have many different looks. (laughs) It'd be pretty boring if we all walked in front of a mirror and we all looked the same. That'd be pretty weird. A lot weirder than, than anything else I can think of. <laughs> That'd be really weird. <laughs> all of us men, we walk before a, a mirror here and we all looked exactly the same. All of us, all the ladies here, walk before a mirror and you all look exactly the same. That ain't the way a di- that's not the way this diamond created you. He wanted short people. He wanted tall people. He wanted in-between people. (laughs) We're going to stay off the weight. He wanted all kinds. 
us to all be just like one little robot walking around saying the same thing, doing the same things, making the same motions. All at the same time, say amen. All at the same time, do that. No, that's not what he wanted. He wanted many different lights. He wanted a bouquet of flowers. God does it that way. He reflects a gift to the, in the church. One is, as he said in the Bible, one has a gift of knowledge. Other has a gift of tongues. One has a gift of something else. It's God reflecting these lights. So you know how you, know how you keep that from happening? You cover it up. Or you take it out. I know God wants all of his lights to shine. Amen. He wants it all because it's a reflection of himself. It's God reflecting these lights, and they are the lights that's gathered in one person, Almighty God. You know, one night he said he was holding a meeting in Milltown Baptist Church. He said, I was a pastor down there for some time, and I was coming home with an old friend of mine, stayed all night. And I noticed when I'd come by a certain place, in the cedar bush, there was this nightingale. All night long, he would sing to the top of his voice, just as loud as he could sing. How well I could understand why the birds sing when it's daylight. But this, this bird was singing to the loud, as top of his voice, his voice as loud as he could get at night. He said, I can imagine the sunlight bathing on birds in the daylight and, and that sun ray warming them from a cold night or, or a wet, you know, stormy night, and it makes them sing. But what makes a bird sing at night? He said, so I got me a book and I began to read up on the old nightingale. And I come to find out that the nightingale, what makes him sing is he watches the skies. And every time he can look and see the clouds begin to move back and see one star, one ray of light, he begins to scream and sing to the top of his voice because he knows the sun is shining somewhere. And he's speaking back to the earth that the sun is shining somewhere. Isn't that amazing that God would create a bird to testify in the darkness? Amen. When it's dark all around and he's looking at the skies and he sees one little glimmer of light. And he starts singing to the top of his voice. And he's letting you know God's still God. The sun's still shining. It might be on the other side of the earth right now, but it's still shining. Oh, hallelujah. I wonder how many nightingales we have in this building tonight. That maybe it's been darkness all over you and clouds all around you. But you look up and you see the morning star. You look up and you see the evening star. And you just want to shout and say the sun is up. <laughs> hallelujah. The sun is up and God is moving among his children. Brothers and sisters, long as down in my heart through the black clouds of torment and trials and troubles, if I can feel the Holy Spirit press through once in a while and give me a blessing, I know the power of God still lives and reigns somewhere. Hallelujah. He said, if I could ask that morning star, what makes you shine? Why are you shining? 
This is not me shining, Brother Branham. That star could speak. It's only the sun shining on me that makes me shine. That's the way it is with every man that's a believer in Jesus Christ that's hidden him. It's not you shining. It's the Holy Spirit shining on you. And that gives you this hope and this joy of the resurrection. He tells another place. He said, I walked out and I looked at that great morning star. She began to move yonder. What is the morning star saying? It's reflecting the supreme light of the sun coming. The reason it's so bright, you know why it is? The sun is so much closer to it. It's pressing through. And the morning star hails the coming of the sun. All right, you morning stars. (laughs) Did you catch that? All right, you morning stars. Why is he calling you morning stars? Because you're living closer to the sun than anybody else. Come on now. Your orbit has been moved to a place that you're closer to the sun than anybody else. Therefore, it's shining with much greater light. You morning stars, it's time to go to hailing his coming. It's time to go say, Jesus is among us. Shine, morning stars. It says the sun will soon be here. When we look and see that morning star glistening in the skies, it means the sun will shine pretty soon. And when we see the morning stars of God rising and shining to the glory of the resurrected Jesus Christ, it shows that the supreme one is pressing through the darkness and the light is gathering, but the morning star's hollering, hold on, it isn't long till daylight, hold on, it isn't long till it's over, just keep holding on. Hallelujah, let me put my voice for that morning star, hold on. The sun is coming, amen, he's coming in his strength. He's gonna come with such power, it's gonna rewrite history for mankind, and it's gonna turn mortality into immortality. And it's gonna wipe all strife away, and all backbiting away, and all power problems away. Oh, come on somebody, the sun is coming. Pushing through the darkness. So just as that sister used to say, Just keep holding on. Daylight's soon coming. Hold on till day. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe some of you are about ready to drop off. Hold on. Hold on. The morning stars are shining to the world, lightening up the world just before the great darkness. And that great thunderbolt from heaven is the coming of the Lord. Hold on. Brother Timothy, it's hard. Yeah, it is. Hold on. Brother Timothy, it's dark. Yep, it is. Hold on. Brother Timothy, there seems to be more wars than ever. Yeah, wars and rumors of wars. Hold on. More Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Hold on. He said, I... I remember a little spring I used to drink from. Even in that spring, I could see God. I'd go down there, and it was the happiest spring i ever seen. Every year, I'd go up there, and it was a bubble, bubble this, and bubble, 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 just as hard as it could bubble. <laughs> and I looked at it one day, and I said, why don't you ever get tired? Why, why are you always happy? What's the bubbling about? 
So maybe you're happy because a deer drink from you. No. If you can answer, no. Maybe you could, you're happy because of bears. Or maybe you're happy because I drink from you. Nope. What are you happy about? If you could speak, it'd say, Brother Branham, it ain't me bubbling. It's something behind me pushing me that's making me bubble. That's what I think about an old-time Holy Ghost meeting. It's not the people excited. It's the Holy Ghost coming into them and making them excited. Hello, somebody. Bubbling them up and giving them power, giving them joy. It's the Holy Ghost that's doing the bubbling. Amen. We have an old-fashioned meeting where testimonies are and the powers of God among us. Isn't it? It isn't the people that's shining. It's the Holy Ghost from heaven shining upon the people. And it's causing them to bubble up. That's the way it is for every man that's born of the Spirit of God. There's living water springing up in him. Not dead waters. Not calm waters, living waters. It's not him bubbling. It's the Holy Ghost behind him making him bubble, making him believe, leading him to higher heights, to deeper depths and experiences with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we need today is a gusher. Take the caps off and let the water flow. Well, I believe if that's the way it is, amen, the prophet would believe it that way. How come we can't believe the same way? Let's take the caps off of our services. Come on now. Let's take the caps over how how we expect God's going to move, how God's going to do this, and how God's going to do that. You take your cap off. Amen. And let the gusher of the Holy Ghost begin to pour down and let it begin to move and let it begin to touch and let it begin to shine upon somebody and let them begin to reflect something that's going on. He said, you notice in the morning, he said, I watched it many times. I see the dew fall at night. Look out here and see the dew fall. Every time when the sun comes up, did you notice how happy the little dew drop was? (laughs) Maybe some of y'all ain't got up early enough. I get up early enough to see dewdrops. Come on, somebody. Amen. How many gets up early enough to see dewdrops? How many knows what a dewdrop is? It's not a drink. That's a sun drop, I think. Talking about a dewdrop. It's on a blade of grass. Little bitty tinkle of a water just twinkling a little bit. Fell out of the heavens. Landed down there on some grass, way down deep. Sometimes it gets tromped on. Sometimes it gets stepped on. Sometimes it gets mowed under. But it's still there. And it's still wanting something. And this little dewdrop is laying there waiting for something. And he said, if you watch it when the sun comes up, how happy a little dewdrop can get. Can you imagine when the Holy Ghost comes into our church service, how happy a son of God can get? Amen. He begins to sparkle, and he begins to shine, and he begins to sparkle, and he begins to shine. He said, I was asking one one morning, talking to nature. Apparently, he did that a lot. Talking to nature, 
He said, I asked, it said, what makes you sparkle, little dewdrop? And it seemed like something in that way spoke back to me and said, you know, last night I was up there. And now this morning, the sun has rose and I know I'm about to go back to where I came from. Hallelujah. And I'm about to leave this old hot earth. And all the problems and all the struggle. And that's why I'm happy because the sun is shining on me. And the sun is shining and it's pulling me into another realm. Oh, hallelujah. That's exactly what happens to a child of God when the sun of righteousness arises in one of our services and the light of God comes in our midst and begins to shine on somebody. They begin to shimmer a little bit, get a little happy a little bit. Maybe tears flow off their face. Their hands come up. What is it? They know they came from up there. And they may, they're going back to that place. And there's a God, a light that is shining upon them to draw them into heavenly places. He said that thing, that little dewdrop says, I once was up there and I'm happy because the sun is shining on me. And when the sun shines on me, It's drawing me right back to where I was. And he said, that's exactly right, Dewdrop. The reason you can do that, shine and sparkle, is because you've got an experience. (laughs) You got an experience. You was up there once. He said, I think a lot about that. A man that's ever been born again took out of the life, out of this life, into the realm of the blessings and the glory. One of these days, the sun of righteousness will shine across the earth. And those with that kind of experience will be caught up to meet him in the air, up there where they have been in the realms of glory and lost themselves many times before. He said, all that's around them, they don't care who's around them. They once had been up there. And when they get in that kind of condition with the anointing of the Spirit falling, the Master Spirit, Jesus Christ, will come day one day again and claim you out of here into glory. Do you understand what he's saying there? Actually, in a service, you being drawn up into heavenly places and leaving your thoughts of tomorrow and leaving those that are around you and leaving and getting so lost till you don't even care no more is a reflection that one day he's going to come and he's going to not just pull you into a realm and you go up and you, and you come into that place and you have to walk back in this old world again and you come up and you come back down. But one day, this, this is a reflection. How you are reacting when he comes is a reflection of how you will react when he comes. It's reflecting the light. Now, you heard me before. I didn't say you all had to be dancing. I didn't say you all had to be. But you had to be receiving him when he came. 
and acknowledging him when he comes. It is a reflection of that day. When the change is sweeping over bodies and you don't react because you didn't change. It blew my mind when I was thinking about this today. God says in another place, he says, did you ever go out on a morning after a dark, dismal night? Look, hanging on the clothes wire, look, hanging on the glass, grass blades, hanging on a leaf, a little dewdrop. So miserable looking, quivering, chilly winds shaking them. But just let the sun start to rise. Watch how they shine, they glisten. You know, they were once in the sky. And the going away of the sun brought them down. But they had been up there. They had an experience. They are a witness that there's an atmosphere to live above this earth. And as soon as the sun is the one that draws the dew back into the sky again. And once they've been up, now they're down. But they see the sunrise and they know they're going back up again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What nature can teach us? How God would put it in, in, his, in his, write it in the Bible of nature and reflect us as humans. And many times we pass right by it and don't even see that's a reflection of me. That bird singing is a reflection of me. That dew drops a reflection of me. Those stars are a reflection of me. Amen. That was his first Bible. He wrote us in the heavens. Amen. Okay, Lord, let's read about it. Psalms 8 and verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings have thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. And when I consider thy heavens and the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. Which thou hast ordained. In the next verse, what is man? That thou art mindful of him. I got to looking at this word ordained. Those stars, in other words, are fixed. They are determined. They are directed by God and can never be put out. They are established. Amen. They are prepared for and provided for and furnished. Amen. They are arranged in order. Amen. They are established there. They're fixed in a certain place. They cannot be moved. And this is what he said. What is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, crowned him with glory and honor. Thou hast made him to have dominion over the work of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. He parts to the stars and says, what is man? Many people want to be a star, and they aspire to be stars, what the world calls stars. That's exactly how the devil does. He copyrights God, or copies God. Copycats, that's the word I'm looking for. He copycats God. You go down there now to Life Tabernacle, what used to be Life Tabernacle, used to be Grand Avenue, I believe. 
of the road that went there in front of it is now Elvis Presley Boulevard. Across there is two statues. Uh, I can't remember the other guy right offhand, but there's one to Elvis Presley. Uh, yeah, Hank Williams, somebody like that. Yeah, James Burton is one of them. And right there on the same street, they call it, you can actually read it there, on, they call it the cradle of the stars. Ain't that amazing? You read in Revelations how he held them in his hand. What is a hand? It's a cradle. It's holding them. And there's these, Brother Brown talked about these seven lights that are in the hands of God. He said they're not the light, they don't have lights of their own. They're reflecting the light. But they're held in the cradle. And here Satan comes along right at the place where the prophet of God would come and stand. And God would come down. The pillar of fire would come down and discern the hearts. Satan says, you know what? I got my stars too. And I'm going to rename the road. And I'm going to put up my statues. And I, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. And I'm going to call it the cradles of the stars. Right there at the same place. Elvis Presley got his start. They called it, uh, the, what was it called, Hayride. Louisiana Hayride was one of the biggest radio stations of that time. Actually, one day me and Sister Ruth went to a, stay in a bed and breakfast up there, up there in Bossier. And we were sitting there, and there was another couple that was there, and they was talking to the man that was over the bed and breakfast, and he was telling them about the, the municipal auditorium. He talks about, hey, you know, that's where Elvis came. And he goes in there. He said, that's where the saying, Elvis has left the building, started. That's where he got his start. He's all excited about it. And right here at the same place, two stars show up. One in the cradle of God, one in the cradle of of the devil reflecting something one reflecting the power of God to heal, deliver set free one reflecting the very and reflecting out of his mouth the very word of God that would be revealed in this day and the other reflecting hell Satan copycatting He's got his own reflections. Movie stars today, they're star, ball stars. But there is one true star. Amen. Let's read about it right here. Amen. In Job chapter 38, verse 1. Then the Lord answered Job out of a whirlwind. You know, old Job, he was in a bad strait right about this moment. He had been... You know, he'd been through a lot of things. I don't know if you heard about Job's, Job's life, but he, he had, he'd went through a few difficult days. Yeah, it really, probably worse than all of us put together. What we ever been through in our life. And here he, here he is, and then, you know, he gets these three comforters to come. They come to comfort him. I was listening to him here a while, listening to him talk a while back, and they were constantly needling him. And asking him, well, surely it's because you did this. And, you, and Job would answer, no, I, I've offered a sacrifice. No, I've done this. And I, it, that's not the reason. And he, and, but then Elias comes. And he begins to speak to him. And then finally, the Lord begins to whirl around Job out of a whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man. For I will demand of thee and answer thou me. Where was thou 
When I laid the foundations of the earth and declared, if thou hast understanding, who hath laid the measures of there, if thou knowest, or who hath stretches the line upon it, Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? And who has laid the cornerstone thereof? And where was thou, Job? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. So Job, I want to remind you before you ever had this problem. I want to take you back not just the day before the calamity struck, but where you was in my mind. I want you to understand, Job, you've always been a star. I don't know, you may not feel like a star. You may not feel, your body may, you may not look around you like you have star status, but you're still a star. And you was a star in my mind before the foundation of the world. And I stretched the line out. And I said, you're going to be here. And this is going to happen. And that's going to be. And I have declared it for my glory. Hallelujah. And I want you to understand something, Job, before you went through your calamity, before you went through your trial, before your wife tried to make you stop and curse God and die, before all of this happened, you was in my mind shouting. You was in my mind rejoicing. You was in my mind giving glory to God for the great things that I have done. Woo! How about it, morning stars? How about it, evening light tabernacle? You may not feel like much tonight. Personally, I ain't felt like much tonight, but God is reminding us, where was you? Where was you before that devil came and started tormenting you? Where was you when that sin tried to attach itself to your body? Where was you before that fear tried to overcome you? Where was you before that anxiety tried to strike you? Where was you? Where was you before your wife died? Where was you before calamity struck your body? Where was you? You was in my mind, shouting. Hallelujah. You're only reflecting here what you did there. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you that torment spirit is going to leave this place. I'm here to remind him I existed before you existed. Hallelujah. I was in his mind. And I am a reflection of his life. Where were you before all of this calamity struck? Where were you before 2023? In his mind, y'all can stay standing. Y'all can stay standing. Where were you, morning stars, when you sang together? <laughs> God heard you singing. <laughs> Why was you singing? You know what you were singing already in his mind? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Oh, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. My chains are gone. Oh, yeah. I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. 
And like a flood, it's mercy. God saw all of this in his mind. Hallelujah. He saw you before you went through it. He saw you while you was in it. And he saw you an overcomer when you got on the other side. Hallelujah. He saw you victorious. He saw you undefeated. He saw you rise up above every hell, above every devil, above every struggle. He saw you. Well, you can see my chains are gone. Been set free. My God, my Savior. Ransom, let's sing it, Brother Mike. Hallelujah. 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 I was blind, I was blind. And I was
Let your love shine through me in the night. 